welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I'm joined by him. Uh, yep, one and only. And your host, Hamish. Um, no birdie, no 40 here. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and wrap up the uh, disappointing results of the weekend. First starting with the flag going down 31-18 to that uh, very talented Roosters team. Uh, Talungi, Komalafi and Ethan Martin all going off over uh, with Ethan Sanders a two from three off the boot plus a penalty goal. Um, two sin bins in this one. Jonte Jr., Bethan Mesa uh, in the second minute and Corey Ross in the 17th minute. And bit disappointing there, Ham, in that there was a half-time lead there, but we just fell away big time in the second half. Yeah, it seemed to, um, it was that penalty on half-time, it just sort of, it put him in front by a fair a fair margin, I think it was, oh no, it was 18, 18-12 at half-time, I think, 18-10 at half-time, so yeah, the only sort of a try and a, a converted try and a penalty goal or whatever, but it just seemed here, yeah, did they come out flat in the second half, and I don't know, it was... In these instances, you don't want to blame the referee because I, I think there, there was Parramatta made a lot of mistakes, uh, didn't capitalise on certain situations. But to me, in that second half, it just seemed like the Roosters thought, even when they thought about going down, the referee would blow a penalty. Um, obviously, Parramatta put themselves in that situation, but there was a lot of crusher tackles where I just thought, I, I don't see where the crushers could have occurred. Um, it just seemed to hear yeah, that that you know this big, big physical Roosters team at at any opportunity they got they were they were down pleading for a penalty and I just thought you know obviously you got to do what you've got to do to win but to me that's not in the spirit of finals it's not the spirit of a jersey flag play it's sort of you get up you might get smashed but you keep going sort of thing I thought it was a bit in poor taste. Um, in terms of positives, I thought uh, we took the man advantage much better than the Roosters did. I thought we defended really well uh, when we had a player in the bin. Um, they only, we only conceded the one try, whereas I think we put three on when they were off. Mate, no, we put two on when they had a player sin bin should have been a send off for an intentional head slam there, and then failing to uh, get to the sideline in a professional manner. Uh, but anyway, them's the them's the ropes of the them's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess you could say. Um, Just with the uh, the head slam, um, obviously some of the parents of the Roosters player didn't uh, believe that was a fair and square penalty. But seeing as he's not playing in the grand final this week, uh, maybe the uh, official saw it differently. Well, because um, when he was dawdling off, I naturally just yelled out, "Get off your dog." And then, so that's when the Roosters family, they could have been family, they could have just been supporters, uh, arced up and said, he's not a dog. And I just said, well, that's a head slam. And then they didn't agree. Well, luckily, the referee on the field agreed, the touches agreed, I agreed, Parramatta fans agreed, and then now the uh, New South Wales Rugby League Match Review Committee have agreed that was a head slam. Uh, so, you know, one, one cons- consolation from this one is that the dog won't be playing uh, in the grand final, so but neither will we. <laughs> so that's unfortunate. 
Yeah, but as you said, there's a lot of positives coming from here. We've touched on in the last couple of weeks. There's so many of these players have come up from Harold, uh, sorry, from SG Ball this season, having previously played Harold Mats. Uh, a lot of them, what they're only the cutoff for the flag is what 20, 21 these days, and a lot of these players are you know at the cutoff for SG Ball, which is is it nineteen years old or is it still eighteen? No, SG Ball? so the SG Ball's nineteen. So theoretically, yeah. uh, Blaze Talungi. Uh, Matthew Arthur, uh, Sam Tuavaiti from from that 17 alone, they could play SU Ball again next year. But for mine, junior reps isn't about winning competitions. It's about player development for first grade. And for mine, these players have shown that they can play Jersey Flag, uh, possibly New South Wales Cup. So next year, play them in Jersey Flag with maybe half a season New South Wales Cup. And if, you know, even more if they handle it physically. There's talk of some of these juniors being uh, in the train-on squad uh, with first grade uh, coming into the pre-season. Um, waiting to, to get some actual confirmation on that, but it'll be good to see some of these players um, obviously coming from SG Ball all the way up to do a pre-season uh, over a year is, is pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the one I really hope for is Ethan Martin. Every time, everyone, of every person that has seen him play, whether it be in person or on on footage or whatever they've just been so impressed by him and for him to come across mid-season as I believe he come down from the Dolphins so obviously they didn't want him because you don't just release a junior player mid-season if you don't if you want them so the fact that he come down unwanted uh, hasn't done a pre-season I, I believe I had a look on uh, I think it's ourfootyteam.com he's in the top Top 15 try scorers of the year. He's definitely our second highest try scorer after uh, Matthew Komalafi. So the fact he's only played half a season and he's our second highest try scorer, you know, he's got a load of potential. I think the way he plays the game is the way you want a modern winger to play the game. If he was a fraction taller, he'd be the perfect player. So move over Komalafi and New Bay. Ethan Martin, 100%. <laughs> well,. That's the thing. The club has to make sure they've got him signed up, put him on a low-end top 30 deal. I, I believe that the uh, development contracts have been already sorted. He's one we need to we need to hold on to because he's quick, he's agile, um, he's tough. Like Whenever he gets the ball 20 metres out, he just pins his ears back. And I, I, I'm, I'm so certain he scored that first time in the corner. I'm so certain of it. Because I've never seen him not score in those situations. There's one of those chances where you actually do believe a winger when we want to contest the charge. <laughs> um, all right, well, I think we've touched enough on there. It's unfortunate, but there'll be a replay of last week's matchup between... Well, sorry, not last week, the week before's matchup between Roosters and Bulldogs in the grand final there. Uh, then on to uh, a very disappointing uh, scoreline there in the Women's Rugby League. Eel 6, Sharks 56, 10 tries to 1. Uh, Monique Donovan going over for the solo try in the 66th minute. Um, yeah, what could we say? Disappointing season brought to a disappointing end. Yeah, I, th- I believe that's the first time uh, an NRLW team has put on 50 points. And it's just... It's a far cry. I understand that. Uh, well, we won two, two, three games last year to make it into the into the grand final. Uh, but this 
we, we need to change something with this team. Um, we've now we won one game this year. Uh, last year we had only won two. Uh, two. Yeah, we won one game during the regular season, and then we won in the in the semi final to make the grand final. So there's three wins, and then the year before we'd won two. So we've won four regular season matches in three years. Um, that to me, that's not good enough. And we've seen players go to other teams. Christian Pio, she's just been an offload queen um, for the Tigers. Seen other players go to other clubs and improved. And I, I think as my, I, I love Dean Witters as a player. I, I, I don't know if he's the right coach for for the women's. Yeah, it's certainly been disappointing. And I think making the grand final last year was probably, you know, they sort of lucked out with that run into the finals. I think they needed results to go their way in the final um, round last year as, as well, just to get through. So, um, again, sort of like first grade for the men's, it's uh, making the grand final papered over some big cracks, uh, which have shown up this year. Yeah, well, and that's the thing with the women's and, it's sort of it's the similar sort of thing with the men's where uh, we sat on our heels, we let other teams sign the big name players, and you know while what mean while we've got uh, Pearson, Albert, and Charrington, three fantastic players, very capable, very elite on their day, we've sort of you know we've got some young, young upcomers in Cassie Toyihiku, Zali Faye, and Ruben Charrington, but outside of that we just we surrounded them with. Nothing like it's they're not. I don't know. Oh, Mahalia Murphy's been a bit of a revelation. I was I was memeing a little bit with her being a, a girl from Dooney uh, before the season and throughout the season, but previously this... she, she's changed positions during the season as well. So yeah, yeah, from she has the second row, and she, she's been a revelation there. Whereas you could probably now maybe not in that elite status, but you could put her in that upper echelon of uh, NRLW players, especially with the ball in hand. But we just sort of we haven't we sat on our heels and done nothing, and I think you know maybe, maybe the way forward is with this women's NRL team um, follow what the Broncos did uh, five years ago, where they've held on to Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan, uh, Selwyn Cobbo, Katoni Staggs. They, they were young guys, but they persisted with them, and then now look where they are. I think maybe with the NRLW team. Because other teams have your Tamika Corruptons, they have your Taran uh, Akins, you have, you know, all the elite players, we should be going around to all the Tasha Gale and all the Harvey Normans Women Premiership, picking out the best talent, going, come over with us, we'll put you in the NRLW for three years, we might come dead last again, but at least we can be building towards something, rather than... Uh, I, I, are we building towards anything? Like I saw uh, Rosie Beckett. I understand she had the concussion issue, but to me, she was, she, you know, when she was on the field, she was one of our better players. And then we, we don't pick her again. She's twenty years old and was doing really well in her first NRLW season. Pick her. Like it. It goes to show that there's a plan. There's no plan with this NRLW team. Yeah. It's just a lack of fundamental uh, planning at the back end. And we'll get into this next uh, when we're doing the season recap. Uh, but there is movement, um, I guess, moving on from the NRLW, but there is movement about the uh, Eels GM uh, possibly going elsewhere, which uh, I won't be losing sleep over. Look, I, I, you know, 
I'm not, I'm not a big Mark O'Neill fan as it is. I understand that he's got some limitations um, with us spending salary cap and what have you. But since he's been in charge, we just we've moved too slow on things. We've moved at a glacial pace, whether it be re-signing juniors, re-signing our own players, or going out and trying to sign players. We're just we're we ever since he's been in charge. Well, when did he come aboard? Twenty nineteen, was it? Yep. So his big names then: Regan Campbell Gillard, who was unwanted at Penrith, and Ryan Madison, who uh, didn't want to stay at the Tigers. And you know, outside of those two, every player that he's bought or every player that has been signed under his watch has been a project, and it's been left to the football department to make to make something out of them and in some cases it has worked with Papali'i uh, Cartwright he's made something out of it but then you look at others and Jack Murchie Jirot Jiromomasia you know it, it, it can't work all the time you want it to work all the time but it, it just can't you need to bring in those bigger bigger signings yeah I'll tell you what I think put it as simple as this. If the West Tigers think you're the man for the job, you ain't the man for our job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, who was it that said they're offering him uh, 600000 Oh, it's just an article. I don't know who. $600,000 a season. Pay me one hundred and twenty. Pay me a fifth and I'll move things. I'll be a little bit faster, I reckon. Yeah. All right, well... I think we might wrap it up there. Um, very short one. <laughs> very short some one. Disappointing, some disappointing results. Uh, season over across all grades, uh, but we'll start up soon again uh, with juniors trialling out. Yes, well, uh, actually, the they're on. They started, well, the I believe it was the under-13s development squad had their um, their trials, or their trials last Wednesday. There's some happening this week. There's some happening next week. Um, from what I can gather... These are sort of if we've missed any, because I just I note that some players haven't been picked uh, that I thought would be shoe ins. So I just think they're these ones are like I oh, will give them, give them a run, see if we've missed anything. If not, so yeah. But preseason starts in four to five weeks. Yeah, well I tell you what, it's off season for me at the moment. <laughs> uh, marathon on Sunday. I am still a little bit sore. Um, yeah. At least, at least for this week, it's off season. Oh no, nah, I'm an explosive athlete. I don't run. <laughs> I, I'm short distance. Only sprint. Yeah, sp- not even that. <laughs> Slow movement in, in uh, minimal amounts. The 25 meter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, then we'll we'll wrap it up there, and uh, we'll be back with a season review in the coming weeks. Yeah, Cheers no, then. no uh, time frame for that one. We've all got to get our depression <laughs> with yeah I think that's right alright well thanks for that Ham we'll uh, leave it there and we'll catch you on the next part of the podcast go to the Eagles